So before we uh, start off the show today, we wanted to make sure that we um, give recognition to what's going on in the world right now with Black Lives Matters and all of the uh, the protests. And um, we obviously are not the people to uh, to listen to about that. Listen to the voices that that um, that have these experiences that that are less fortunate than us out of privilege. Um, if you, Owen, you want to say a little bit about it? Uh. Honestly, I, th- I agree that we're not the right uh, avenue for it. Um, we were going to like do news as usual this week, but I don't really feel like like anything news-wise is that important. We're still going to do a show, um, take a little bit of time uh, away from the seriousness, but uh, that doesn't mean we don't um, respect what really matters right now. So, uh, we completely understand, um, if you don't want to tune in tonight, if you know, other things are going wrong, uh, I completely understand. Patrick completely understands. Uh, but you know, we still wanted to have a little bit of fun, uh, as we normally do every Thursday and, but educate yourself. Uh, there's a lot of people that you can listen to right now. There's a lot of books you can read right now. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of literature out there. Um, if, uh, if anybody's interested in more, they can message the show and, you know, I'll be happy to share anything, but we didn't really feel that we were really the voices, um, to be talking about this. So, um, that doesn't mean we're ignoring it though. So we just wanted to put that out front. That's right. So thank you for watching or listening and, uh, let's start the show. Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hello! If you couldn't tell by our fancy banners, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII spoilers. So, banners up, it's tagged in the video, it's it's in the title of our, of our stream. Um, hopefully that's enough warnings for everybody. Uh, we will be spoiling um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. We'll be talking about things that, uh, that are in the original Final Fantasy VII. Some stuff from, uh, from other... Final Fantasy lore. Um, I will say I'm not as much of an expert as some people are on uh, like Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus and stuff like that, but we will be talking about a little bit about that in here. So if you don't want to be swelled by any of that, then, you know, go ahead and uh, click out and uh, still subscribe and, and what have you. But if you just want to like hear more about it, and under better understand, or maybe you don't have time to play it. So uh, and you want to know, how is this different? You know, we'll, kind of, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. Uh, Owen and I, uh, this is one of our favorite games, if not favorite game. Uh, one of us has a tattoo having to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so not to out anybody here, but um, it's funny. It's okay. It's funny because you, you were going to get, you have already have one, and I've been considering uh, a tattoo from this game. Let's try to figure out what I want it to be. Um, but yeah, yours is Shinra uh, for yours, and um, like tempted to do that, not to copy, but I'm just like, that's just cool. Uh, my, I mean, my, uh, Wi-Fi for a long time was like Shinra HQ was like my wife. <laughs> so yeah, uh, big fans of, uh, the original final fantasy seven. I finally finished, uh, finished it last Friday. Uh, you finished it, I think a week prior. 
Um, yeah, I do. Give us time to digest and uh, kind of think about it. Uh, overall, overall thoughts before we start talking about differences and, and all that kind of stuff. What, what did you think? This game was dope. Um, of it's a great game. It does. It is not without flaws. Um, and I don't know how much time we're actually going to spend on like the technical aspects of the game and everything, but you know there there are some pacing issues where it makes you do a few too many side quests to, to kind of move on. Yeah. Uh, you know you don't have to do them, but it's kind of like well I'm here. There's there's points in the game where it's like well if you if you don't do them now, um, but the game it, itself is super dope. The sto- the the way they did the story was great. Uh, and I don't have a problem saying that it is the best action RPG, mm-hmm. definitely team-wise. Like, individual-wise, I don't, you know, it would be a lot different. But, like, in terms of, like, a team-based action RPG, when I say team-based, I mean, like, having multiple party members. It's the best action RPG mechanically I've ever played. Like, the combat, it takes a little getting used to, um, but... Man, when you have three party members in there, it is a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, to play. I, I totally agree, and I, I, I'm glad you put that caveat in it because I would say, as much as I love this game, you know, bias aside, uh, mechanics in this sure. game are, are fantastic. Uh, Fifteen didn't feel locked in; it didn't feel as tactile when you're using melee. Um, yeah. obviously spells are spells, you know, there's delay or non-delay, whatever. But, yeah. uh, th- this game, I actually felt like, uh, I felt like cloud swinging a sword. I felt like Tifa beating the crap out of somebody hitting, like hitting that square button as fast as I could. Um, it, it, it felt more action oriented, uh, than like, th- like we said, then, uh, than like 15, which I think 15 was, was trying for this blend. It was trying for the kingdom hearts esque. Uh, connection, uh, and that's what I was saying. I'm glad you you had that uh, caveat of like team based because I would say that the Dark Souls games have nailed yeah. RPG action hands down. Uh, but, sure. but this this somehow brought it all together. Um, the and I and I will say uh, being able to uh, pause and. Uh, issue commands where it didn't feel like I was pausing. It felt like I was slowing down time, but I still had some ticking clock going on. It's, and it's still really slow, but, um, Whitney felt pressure on that, but like, I, I knew that it was, it was the game trying to get you to make your decision. So you didn't hit that button and then walk away. That was kind of the idea behind it. But yeah, I loved, I loved the, um, the elements. I loved the, uh, the addition of, uh, you know, I guess for, for this sake, we could talk about like the addition of um, adjust, uh, adding, um, uh, enhancing your weapons because that wasn't in the original materials in, in this one, but uh, being able to uh, to can level up your weapon as you become more uh, connected to it, as you use it more, I think was really cool. Um, the game was so, I mean, I was, I was having so much fun. I don't know if I told you about this. I didn't mess with that for like literally nine chapters. Well, like the weapons? Yes. <laughs> did you just like know about it? I knew about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And then I forgot. Um, oh, man. Was, was the doing... game a lot harder for no. the beginning then? No. Oh, really? I, mean, I wasn't. Okay. I, I, was, I really wasn't struggling. Um, the only, I, I had a little bit of struggles on um, 
uh, on the house in uh, yeah. Mall Market and a few others, but it wasn't that much harder. Uh, but as soon as I upped, like I, liter I literally maxed out the weapons that I had when I remembered that it was a thing. Uh, and I maxed out all my weapons and then it was easier. Uh, but by that time I was towards the end of the game, so it really wasn't that big of a, um, that big of a deal. But I'd say compared to the original Final Fantasy, I think there are so much lore in here that's connected to the original, but also pulling from uh, other sources that are in the Final Fantasy VII universe, which, you know, I, I've i not played Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, I've not played um, Crisis Core. Uh, I saw Advent Children when it came out. So sure. I don't remember. I know some of the references, but it wasn't until after I completed it and looked into uh, a little bit more and uh, watching the uh, Easy Ally spoiler cast uh, on it where it kind of opened up a little bit uh, of that for me and went, ah, that fills in some gaps. Um, and there's definitely stuff that we're going to talk about here where I think we're going to try to caveat where we'll say, like, this is what the game told us versus yeah. versus we think this is happening. We tr we really try to, to separate that because a lot of people will start going on a path and be like, this is what, it, what they mean. We don't really know. So we will try to separate that. Um, so the, the game does have changes. I guess this is when we're kind of, if you want to jump into the big change uh that has to do with this game uh um, yeah do you want to do you want to give first crack at explaining or you know I mean? <laughs> well so i mean character change wise yeah. that it kind of it kind of depends on where we want to start but like i think one of the biggest changes that is like a lot more apparent mm -hmm. is with with Aerith, yes. um, which that took a little while to get used to calling her that. But after you hear the voice acted name like a jillion times, Aerith kind of sticks in your head. Um, but it'll always be Aerith in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, but Aerith seems to know what's going on, mm -hmm. um, which is a little weird. Um, you know, in the in the original. Um, she she had moments of like knowing when things were happening like she's you know was always like connected to the planet and everything mm -hmm. but in this case there seems to be a lot more focus on the fact that she knows her fate mm -hmm. uh, and I don't it's been a while since I've completed the original and you know I, I should go back and play it now with with these kind of eyes but I don't re I don't recall her being that in tune um she wasn't. i think that they they did capture like in terms of like her goofiness and like her like kind of keeping everything light mm -hmm. the fact that and it's even crazier that she's able to know what's going to happen and also keep it light yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i think that that's pretty interesting about her but that's probably like the other than Sephiroth showing up very early in the game, like that's probably the biggest mm -hmm. like overall change. Sure, uh, that's, that's probably not true. But in terms of like the one that's like most apparent right off the bat, yeah, of, of the main characters, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have we see more of um, we see more of these characters. Obviously, we go more into their uh, story. And right now, we're just comparing this game to the uh, to uh, the end point of this remake as yeah. a, uh, in comparison to the original so at leaving Medgar in the original versus this game um, you dive more into into Tifa in this game um, 
you really dive into Jesse, which I didn't expect. I really liked uh, Wedge and, and Biggs, but like I didn't know because both of us went in blind in our playthrough. I didn't expect it to go as as much into Jesse's family. Uh, it goes into uh, into her history um, of, of her hopes and dreams and and I think you sent me a polo where you're like they're really gonna make us really like like cry when when she goes because you get so invested in her and Biggs Biggs and Wedge are great Wedge is um, uh, Wedge is definitely comic relief uh, Biggs is great and you can see his heart because he does work with the with the school uh, and the which is like a school for like poor children in the, in the slums. And so you're like, man, you get really invested in these characters and, and playing the original and the original, they all three die. So the entire time when when I'm doing that, knowing that I'm thinking I'm, I'm just getting more connected with characters that I want to say Biggs and Wedge had like six lines in the original. It wasn't very much. Jesse had her exposition about, about the trains um, yeah, but not a, not a ton. We don't get to know him, so uh, that was different. Um, like you said, um, Aerith uh, is she knows what's going on in the original. She she could sense things, kind of like an Obi Wan Kenobi style, like oh something's happening, yeah. Um, disturbance. This, yeah, and this she's like, mm, I'm not supposed to. Ooh, I shouldn't tell you about this yet. That kind of uh, situation where we'll we'll get more into that later. Uh, and then Sephiroth showing up in chapter. Th- Two. Um, it's very early. Completely shocked me. Yes, chapter two. Chapter three is when you when you get to the when you get to uh, seventh heaven, and I was just completely shocked uh, seeing him there. Once you beat the game, uh, then you kind of a little know a little bit more, and we'll go into some more theories about it. But um, I think those are the big changes in regards to uh, to characters uh, story wise. Um, we had uh, expansions on quite a few things, and I don't. Th- I'm trying to remember what was the first uh, big change from the original. I think it would have been the vision for Sephiroth because you get detoured. Yeah, Sephiroth showing up is yeah. like the first. Like, holy crap! Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, it kind of goes back to normal a lot mm-hmm. um, with the with the. Uh, with the story like they do add a lot more depth um, into like Sector 7 they they really make you care a lot more about what's going to happen to it um, but in terms of like story wise like the biggest like right away is like Sephiroth shows up and you're like okay uh, and you it really it gets you in the way that cloud experiences it mm-hmm. um it really starts getting you like wondering like what's up with cloud like are they you know obviously like cloud's seeing this but like is he gonna go crazy yeah. is he like you know there, there's moments in the original where he does have like a short crazy period um but that doesn't happen until after Midgar. Yeah, he doesn't have a flashback until I forget the name of it. The right after Midgar, uh, the city that you're in when they when they do an exposition dump in the original, um, you find out about uh, Nibbon, Nibbon yeah. and all that. Um, that's the first time we get flashbacks in the original. You, they had a couple times where, um, you know, I it, it was 
either anxiety or like head pains like he kind of grabs his head and then he's like oh it's nothing and he continues i feel like that was expanded on and in the original up to this point i think you've heard sephiroth's name like twice but they didn't go into who who he is um you definitely didn't know uh about uh, genova at this point um i know you, well you they may have mentioned her i can't remember but they're they're trying to info dump a little bit in in this game definitely towards seven uh chapter 17 and 18 it's like here's all the info that you wish was sprinkled throughout the rest of the game uh so people who played the game kind of understand what's going on um but as as you mentioned there are some times where i feel like they were padding uh in uh the side quest for for uh sector seven and wall market uh yeah and then after the second time through wall market i'm like i don't understand why all of this is here other than to give me a chance to experience more of of the game um but it was all side quests that didn't really matter in my opinion so that's kind of how i felt about it but um yeah it was definitely I, de- I definitely liked the story uh there were changes and people are outraged uh by the changes of the the ending um, but as you mentioned, you also mentioned, um, you mentioned what Aerith's saying, and also there's a couple other moments throughout the game, uh, where, uh, things start to happen that shouldn't, uh, or that are different, I should say, than the original, and then you get, you have the whispers coming in, they're, you know, Whitney, you know, call them Dementors, because they just fly, they're flying in, and they look yeah, very much like that. I was that. calling them, like, Time Wraiths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, which, at the, when I started playing it, I didn't know um, what they were, and when you find out, they're trying to, essentially, they're trying to write the timeline, they're trying to keep the timeline intact, or, as they refer to it as, like, Destiny, like, Destiny has this path, and if something deviates, they push people back the way way they're supposed to go. Uh, perfect example is we mentioned Sephiroth uh, with having his vision. Uh, vision of Sephiroth um, takes you off the path uh, of meeting Aerith, and then when you first see her, which I think I have it queued up here, I do. Uh, when you first see her, uh, they pop in and kind of move you toward move her towards you like you may or may not have met her had it not been for that um may or may not have have been a situation but there's definitely others that are overt and then sephiroth intervening again um there were there are other times where uh they definitely interfere and also Aerith says like you mentioned she's saying things she doesn't normally say she mentioned zach's name in yeah. what was that ch- uh, chapter six whichever chapter uh, it's either like five or six it's whenever they're on their way yeah when they're on the playground yeah they're on the playground yeah. and she she mentions his name and it like blanks it out like because cloud couldn't hear it and i thought that was really cool like it was like like it would it would it hurt him to hear that name because he has this disassociated personality of uh of what of who he actually is that again does not get spoiled in this game so some people were actually confused about the ending because of that um but yeah a lot of lot of cool stuff i was um i, I really liked it and i liked um a lot of the references but de- yeah definitely Aerith knows a lot and we can go into sp- uh, into a theory on on what why that is later um yeah but yeah i um i think the 
biggest weird thing for me like there's there's things to talk about Sephiroth and we can talk about him a little bit but it's just the uh like in terms of like the middle of the game mm-hmm. um a lot of that it, a lot of it's just really like big expansion like Walmart's yeah. Walmart it's really cool um I, I I need to go back and do some of the arena stuff in there mm-hmm. but like they yeah. made that house fight like that was a really cool inclusion in terms of that boss fight um the soldier whose name i've forgotten right now that uh, uh we fight on the bike yeah what was his name wasn't reese yeah i'll look it up i'll look it up yeah his fight was cool uh, and you see a little bit of what um being a soldier can do where he's just you know roche. obviously like nuts at roche there yeah. we go yeah he's he's nuts um but really they really put the gas on like once you get to Shinra HQ like I feel like it became like almost a completely different game once they got there like I was not expecting what happened like any of it I thought okay cool you know we expanded on Mm -hmm. on on Midgar we're going through we're chilling yeah like hey all right now we're at Shinra HQ it's gonna be business as usual I'm gonna climb through some vents I'm gonna get some key cards uh you know i'm gonna see the the sword and then none of that happens <laughs> and, um shinra is really like what took the game from being like all right this is cool to like this is dope yeah. um everything about what they did with um the president mm-hmm. and then uh uh rufus uh that was all cool like that's where you really start to wonder what's going on with the whispers because things that that ha- bear it man he he straight up he dies. <laughs> like dies <laughs> and you're about to be like oh. yeah i dropped an f-bomb when i saw that <laughs> and then then he doesn't die yeah and it's like wait, what just happened and um it becomes like they're working against us they're working for us but no it, it turns out that they're not doing either either of those things um before i go too much farther into story though like what did you think of the the fight with rufus okay uh r- the fight with rufus um similar to the fight with uh with roche when you actually are fighting him like sword to sword um yeah i realized how i think they did this on purpose I realized how Cloud isn't that great at swordplay. And I think they're purposely showing that when you fight, like Roche is like barely trying and he deflects and he hits you. But um, I mean, I, I thought the fight with uh, with Rufus, first of all, if, if I'm not mistaken, in the original, did doesn't he doesn't show up until like well after this, right? I can't remember. No, he shows up while they're at the building. Okay, I, could, I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, you have to... You're trying to... Um, no, you, I mean... Where is it that you get him the first time? Because... Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely fight him. Okay. He's the he's the boss of Midgar, That's, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like, because they, they try and escape. Yeah. And Cloud's like, you go. And you fight Rufus and oh, his, his dog. I, I mean, I loved I loved the fight with the dog. Um, I, I will say, like... The, the dogs throughout the game have, were, were vicious. I like their teamwork and I like the phases. Like, this was a subtle 
like from game design standpoint, I was like, oh, okay, this is phase one, this is phase two, whatever. Yeah. Um, I could see that. The only thing that will be one of my gripes with the game is I'll have a limit break like queued up and I'll get ready to do it. And then it'll trigger a cutscene for the boss to go into the next phase. And then I lost my limit break. And that happened to me twice in the game. Um, but I thought I thought the fight was cool, but uh, it, it definitely, because he's resistant to like everything, um, I had to I had to do a lot of like tactical like setups to try to get my get my limits going. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what basically won it for me was like taking enough damage to get my limit and then hitting a cross yeah. slash or something on him. How long did it, after you got rid of the dog? How long did it take you to find out what how to how to actually hit him? How to actually? Or did you ever? Or did you? Or did you ever figure it out? I didn't figure it out. Like I I was trying okay. to kept, like parrying, and I'm like I gotta. Yeah. I figured I would have to parry it. I don't know if that was so. How did, how do you hit him? So he does a move called reload. Yeah. And every time he does reload, that means you can hit him. Okay. Okay. Because he's he's shooting you with his gun, and uh, he has to reload his gun. So you can't hit him until he does reload. Otherwise, he just parries and hits you. Luckily, the game uh, on normal isn't too punishing with yeah. that. I imagine on hard it will be, because uh, he par- You know, it took me. I was fighting him for probably over ten minutes, and then I was like, "How the cr-? like?" <laughs> I was this close to looking it up, and then I was like, "Wait." I have a I have a really hard time watching like the text of moves. That's mm-hmm. why I still haven't beat Leviathan. Um, and so, because uh, apparently Leviathan Levi- the Leviathan fight is just a it's all about patterns. Um, so I was like, wait, what? Reload? Like he's not doing anything to me when he does reload. Pop, pop, and then it became a lot easier. Still. <laughs> but yeah. that still was like way over 10 minutes of just me like i had already killed the dog that was hard enough as it was and then i was just like why can i not hit this guy but um i think you're right it does show it it does show where it's like was cloud really first class because sephiroth was first class yeah and he would have just killed this guy <laughs> yeah and that's that's one thing that like you and i know um you and i know uh, you know about cloud and everything but leading up to it i feel like they were trying to hint at it more i think that's why you fought a soldier and you fight you fight us another soldier and he's t- he's making fun of you and he's like oh this is a challenge and like you still didn't beat him and you cloud when you start the game and when i first played the game and you know, I'll say this is this is one of the this is definitely the first RPG that I beat, but I spent a lot of t- a lot more time, a lot of time exploring. I've spent a lot of time failing. Uh, but still, you think that like Cloud is supposed to be like one of like like he's supposed to be soldier first class. He's supposed to be cool. He's like the epitome of cool with his sword and everything. And I feel like in this game, like he's putting on that persona. He, he's he's giving that off like trying to get people to think that he's that and then you see you fight a soldier and it's like holy crap this guy is powerful and he's not even trying um so that was that was interesting to me um i didn't catch if i caught the reload thing it didn't it didn't click for me because i remember i beat him with i beat him by hitting limit breaks because he he didn't yeah. uh, carry limit breaks but 
Well, yeah, and you actually find that out if you... Were you assessing throughout the game? I was assessing. I thought I was assessing almost everything, but apparently I was not assessing enough because I didn't get the I didn't get to do the Leviathan uh, fight. So yes. So if you assess Rufus, it says that um, he's resistant to everything, and weak to one move. And it doesn't tell you what the move is, but then you find out that it's cross slash. Yeah, well, that makes um, sense because I was cross slashing him. So yeah, <laughs> that works. That works. Um, there was another cool thing, like again before, like it's like too deep in the story, but like uh, where. The, the 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 couple times that avalanche shows up like the what i'm calling the real sure, avalanche sure. like because it doesn't seem like it doesn't yeah it doesn't <laughs> seem like barrett's cell is really like a thing and they actually talk about that where like barrett is apparently too extreme um which doesn't surprise me because he's barrett uh uh and i thought that that was cool like it happens after the Roche fight, whenever they're at, um, uh, whenever they're getting like the bomb stuff for the second bombing mission, and then it happens again uh, with the helicopter mm-hmm. at Shinra headquarters, and you're like, oh dang, like there's way more to this, and apparently there's a lot more to that in games that we didn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just means that there's like a lot of things that I don't know about yeah. Avalanche. Uh, but I thought that that was like just a cool inclusion to show like it wasn't just this band of four, five people um, that, that were trying to, to do things. And then there's a lot of mention of Wutai, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting because that I don't really like, I, you know, I know where Wutai is and I, you know, obviously there's a, there's a character that you get in the original uh, associated with that, but I don't really remember it being that explained that it was like Wutai versus Shinra. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you remember anything like that, but that was, that was very different too, for me in terms of just like background lore. It's this thing that you just could, that they just kind of talking about. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of there. And it, it makes me, um, a little excited on what they might do with that in the following uh, game, are they going to expand um, on Yuffie uh, more? It, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about Yuffie combat too. Yeah. I think that's going to be sweet. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you what you thought about the Wutai stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I remember the name, but I really don't remember the the depth of uh, the depth of the depth that they were talking about about the the war and that. Um, Sephiroth was part of that war. I, th- I think that may have been where I remember, like where I remember a little bit more of it, because of course I remember the village. But like um, the the reference, the reference to uh, to the war that Sephiroth was fighting in, and by the time Cloud got it, like the war was over. Um, I think I rem- I feel like I remember that as part of the original, but I may be wrong. Uh, I'm going to replay the original. It was okay, so yeah. So that that's what that's what I remembered of it. But other than that, like it, it, this is they're making a lot more connections. They're it's it's becoming a little bit more deep in the political connections between the two, and they're trying to um, essentially um, they're trying to have Avalanche be the patsy, be the fall guy, uh, and get 
essentially to get Shinra into war with Wutai is kind of the idea, and to get people to, one, hate Avalanche, and two, blame, uh, you know, this other nation, so that way, you know, people are more emboldened in their connection to Shinra and Midgar, um, which they show, like, right off the bat. That also su surprised me, too, as opposed to um, hearing about that later on. It was like, no, this is connected in the first chapter, so I thought that was thought that was cool um so in regards to the ch we, we talked a little bit and we'll kind of start to talk about things that are that are different um we talked about the whispers whispers are, are trying to write destiny um and sephiroth um sephiroth showing up too early in this game purposely uh the theory and we're gonna put i'll put this in theory because i think it's pretty strong but the game does not tell you it but the theory is that Sephiroth is uh, from the Advent Children uh, future and has come back uh, to correct the timeline, if you will. He's trying to uh, make it so that he wins and that we don't stop him uh, at the crater. Um, and the Whispers are kind of fighting against him, but it's Sephiroth, so he's using them against us as well. So it's pretty cool in how genius that is yeah yeah i think uh, i'm pretty set on it like i'm pretty set on it like if it's not like advent children yeah. necessarily I, it's definitely um it's definitely at least some kind of like alternate reality sephiroth sure. or something it, but i think that just with a lot of the other stuff that they've mentioned in the in the you know the brief amount of research that I've done, where they're pulling so much from all these other games that probably a lot of people haven't played, um, the I think there's a lot of respect going on for their knowledge. Um, you can make there's plenty of people making the argument that they're not respecting like the the game proper, and I'll disagree. I just think that like I think that they took the I think that they took the, the title of Final Fantasy VII Remake seriously, or, you know, mm -hmm. and they're like, we're not, we're remaking yeah. this game. Yeah. We're not just, we're not just remastering. We're not just making it look pretty. Like we're doing, we're doing something cool here. And we're letting you know that we're not effing this up by showing you like, because they had the one winged angel, mm -hmm. um, Seth Roth in there. That doesn't happen. Um, until Advent uh, Children, right? Until Advent yeah. Children, the, they 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 have this this different version um, of Aerith. Mm -hmm. uh, they have these these other changes, and they're they're being very meta with it with these with these whispers. And so, I'm I'm very dead set on it being like this is future mm -hmm. Sephiroth. He has ascended somehow like it, i feel like it's kind of like legend of zelda timeliney where it was like this is if they had lost at crater or you know this is if they had lost at admin children yeah. like this is the child timeline this is the you know it's, i feel like there's something like that going on here yeah and i think added um, to that red 13 when cloud gets a vision and uh i i thought about this immediately when he says it red 13 answers when we were like what was that and red 13's answer is that's what's that's what happens if we don't win here today and i was like wait a minute but that's the that's the good that's the good that's the good ending that's what happened in the original that's not the good ending that's immediately what i thought uh yeah was like 
because I, I remember that from, and I even had it queued up because it's a really cool part in the original and the original ending, seeing Red 13 and, and his cubs, um, like essentially like the, like the fight continues and like the, the planet continues to, to uh, you know, because they won. Uh, and ooh, in, look at that FMV. What's that? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I said, ooh, look at that FMV. Right, right. Uh, that was that was cool stuff back in the day, kids. Um, I was trying to find the um, uh, the the one which I, I I have all the footage, but I, I didn't have time to like go through all of it. But I was trying to find that spot in and the um, and the view of him uh, riding into battle with with Kate Sith, and he was like, oh, this is what's going to happen if we fail. Which that's the second appearance of Kate Sith because Kate Sith appears when the uh, when the the plate falls, and yeah, did did that give you a WTF when you saw that? Yeah, because I don't get what he's doing there. Same, same. I don't get, and I don't get why, other than like being like hey guys this is kate sith because I, I don't remember if we ever actually see the 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 real kate sith in you the original you do you do yeah okay. you see him in 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 corporate um, that's right that's you, right yeah, yeah, yeah. you see rufus in corporate which like flashes yeah and he and he does well he does ta- there is a there's a, a spot in when they're talking about i want to say it was in the 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 uh first set when they're having their corporate uh discussion um, he's there, but they expanded on it in this one where they're, cause for those of you who don't know, uh, Kate Sith is the, is the cat that you see in the Final Fantasy VII remake, who is an animatronic being controlled telepathically by Rufus. I think pretty sure it's telepathically. Um, but, and, uh, Rufus is shown in the remake as like, he really cares about like re- the restoration of the city. He cares about the planet. He, He's one of the people in Shinra, which I did like that they expand on this more, but he's like one of the people at the top of Shinra who really cares. And there's a lot of people underneath uh, the C-level executives, if you will, like the presidents and vice presidents and C-level people. Like all of those workers care about the planet, but they're like kind of drinking the Kool-Aid on Shinra. And then you've got the the upper echelon who are kind of terrible. And he's like one of the only good people. Um, In the original, he essentially telepathically controls Kate Sith, the cat, um, riding a Moogle. Uh, again, it's all animatronic. Is the, is the Moogle animatronic or is the Moogle real? Do you remember? I don't. Okay, I think they're, I thought they were both animatronic. Anyways, but in the game, like, he's spying on Avalanche. It's, it's Shinra and he, him spying on Avalanche. So when he shows up here when the plate falls i was completely confused like you were like why why is he does he like go around as a as a cat like in for fun so i was kind of confused about that i'm glad i wasn't the only one yeah i just don't like i don't understand if they're making kate sith like a real being or not um maybe they are so that you know that's the only thing that's the only thing that makes sense to me as to why we're seeing this like no like otherwise why would kate sith need to be a why would that why would that thing need to be out about right now he could Uh, be watching from the tower I don't know. He just wants to let you know that he's the most useless character in in the game. Um, as a kid, as a kid growing up, I thought Kate Sith was cool, but only because it was like it was it was weird, and I knew it was weird. And that's the one thing out of all of this, like Red Thirteen, straight up awesome, cool, 
cool character, but like I'm still upset that we couldn't play with it. I don't. Yeah. I still don't get that. Yeah. It makes zero sense to me why we couldn't control him. I think the idea was because he wasn't. He didn't trust the team. I think that's what it, like the idea of like he kind of doing his own thing. He's independent. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of was irritated about it as well. That's kind of how I felt about it. I was like, okay, he's not Avalanche. He's not on my side. He just happens to be here with me. Um, that's kind of how I felt about it. But yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. And a side note, with how good the combat is in this game, Vincent, dude. Yeah. Vincent has got to be dope to play with. Vincent is going to be fun. I can't hope. Um that that i'm super excited about anyways i want to bring up here um, you're talking about Kat, kate seth though did you know yeah. the pronunciation is supposed to be cat she no i mean i just speak english and i don't mean that in a mean yeah. way i just i just say it how i read it it's yeah. just it you know c-a-i-t yeah. kate it's, i get you could I, I could see you making a case for that being kite like ai because in german um, the second vowel does the talking mm-hmm. in German, so you could be like kite, Sith. Yeah. But like kit, like that. It's apparently Gaelic. So I don't know. I'm calling him. Is Kate it Kate. Gaelic for worthless characters? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. I honestly don't remember. But like, I, it was one of those like weird trivia things, and I was like, "That's dumb." I'm yeah. Not, like it's Kate Sith. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, the other character who shows up who you don't find out about him until... I mean, Aerith references Zack. She doesn't call him by his name, but she talks about him. And I, I think it was like, what is it, halfway through the game when you, fi- when you find out about Zack, like, originally, in the original? Oh, in the, in the original, yeah. it's a while. Like, yeah. I think Aerith does mention her boyfriend. She mentions her boyfriend, yeah. Uh, but it's a long it's a long time before you hear that name yeah and it's purposely you're purposely um not told about zach until later in the original game zach is Aerith's boyfriend the the person that she fell in love with who was a soldier because she mentions that in the original and she mentions that in this um he fought alongside or sorry let me rephrase that i was about to say he fought alongside um he was soldier first class cloud never was cloud never made it he was just a run-of-the-mill shinra soldier and he accompanied zach and sephiroth to nimbleheim on that fateful moment uh uh for sephiroth that you have flashbacks to so he is who cloud wants to be he represents who cloud wants to be and who cloud never who never got to be he has always aspired to be this and I've always felt like that was his way of he couldn't cope with the fact that he wasn't able to be, he wasn't able to achieve his dreams. So when he goes back to see, um, yeah, it's, it's a coping mechanism, but also going back to see people who, uh, like Tifa, who he said was, he was going to be a soldier and he didn't get to do it. So this is his, his way of, I'm going to pretend to be and live vicariously through Zach who dies and, uh, in the, in is it Nibble, Nibbleheim where he died? I can't remember. No. No. It was part of... See, I don't remember this because it was in uh, uh, Crisis Core, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it he is. It's some last uh, stand, apparently. This, this scene that you're seeing here, this yeah. is where he dies. Yes. 
So what happens is that he's with Cloud. Mm-hmm. Cloud gets shot, uh, and Zach basically like goes to town on all these dudes, and but he is like mortally wounded um, right outside of Midgar. Yeah, and um, Cloud assumes his identity at yes. that point. And this is the most confusing part of remake to me, mm-hmm. is that they show Zach walking out of here. Yeah. And so are they just not showing that he like died once he got into Midgar or like, are they opening up like a thing where Zach could still be alive? Did cloud kill Zach? Oh, like that, well, that doesn't make it. You know, I don't think that, that that's what would happen, yeah. but there's something really, this is, this is the, this is the part of the game that made the least Agreed. amount of, to me is him walking mm-hmm. in to Midgar with Cloud because I just don't know what they're going for yeah. there. Like, uh, given what we know, like what what we as former players of the game mm-hmm. know about how Cloud became Cloud, how does Cloud become Cloud if 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 Zach's still there? Yeah. If he can't, you know, take on, you know, so. That's I don't know about you, but that that's literally like the part that I'm still like I don't know yeah. how to process I, if he's still there or not because he's such a catalyst. If if he's if he's there, um, and I will say like some of this is from uh, from theory crafts on people theory crafting online, Easy Allies, and some others. Um, the theory is because we see Biggs alive, and Biggs should be dead. Wedge, we've we have somehow saved, like every single time he should have died. Like we've somehow saved him. Biggs is alive. Wedge is alive. We've not seen Jesse. Jesse could be alive, um, but I, as soon as we destroyed the, um, uh, as soon as we destroyed the the whispers and like the the fate, as it were. I think I feel like we wrecked uh, the current timeline, and that we're going to see things be slightly off and we're going to see people who should not be there or people that should be dead will now be alive. I think that's what they were referencing with Zach. I think that she, that Aerith was feeling that that change had happened with him. And I don't think she knows what it is because now we're going to uncharted territory. Like she says, like we're going into the unknown or something like that. Like if once we cross here, so I don't think she has any knowledge of what's going to happen now. Um, I don't know if he's if we're gonna see him or or what that means, um, but definitely I feel like that's been broken at this point. So whatever's happening further, I think they did say that it's going to continue the Final Fantasy VII story that we know, but I think we're gonna have little bits and pieces in there that um, enhance or kind of change the story a little bit. But the majority of it, I think, is gonna be the same. I mean, I think there's going to be a big change in terms of the ending. Like, I think that, like, in terms of, like, a boss fight and so on, like, I feel yeah. like with the way that they've pumped Sephiroth up, like, mm-hmm. Sephiroth's pretty powerful to, to be doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be something different there. Um, I, I, I wonder about um character deaths mm-hmm. uh i wonder if there's a change happening not necessarily i i no matter what i think a character dies yeah uh, it's just a matter of is it the same character 
as originally mm-hmm. um or you know is there is there anything that that we can do to influence either way um is there something where like you know somebody else has to either like sacrifice themselves to die or like has uh or something that like cloud does as, or you as the player character mm-hmm. like influences that i think that there's a possibility for that yeah uh, just based on what they're willing to do with zach like if they're willing to do that with zach i just don't i don't know and then i also don't know if wedge is currently alive or not um only because when he was oh, that's right. hurt yeah it, the the wraiths took him out the window that's right and so the wraiths throw him out the like we have no idea yeah. if the wraiths threw him out the window or if they like took him into another timeline maybe who knows like that's where it's it's completely nuts and this all comes out of this thing where i, I messaged uh patrick and I've, I've i've said the same thing to a lot of people because i just I don't feel like enough people have brought it up, but like the end of this game is the most Nomura <laughs> thing ever. Like it, this, it, and people who don't know Nomura, he's the executive producer of the game, but he's also uh, he's also Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, um, Kingdom Hearts is his baby, and if you've ever played some Kingdom Hearts, like that game is weird like there's points where it's like oh you know we're just in disney worlds and then all of a sudden we're in this like in between universe uh and they totally did that they totally make you fight this big giant shadow guy (laughs) i absolutely but i honestly i absolutely loved it i felt like the just fighting rufus would not have been enough fighting sephiroth it's like it's too early for that like it's way too early to fight actual sephiroth and he he basically toys with you a bit and he's like oh yeah uh but be fighting the fighting fate itself fighting the whispers in their in their forms um i think was i think was an was a really cool fight i liked i i mean uh i don't know if i don't remember any characters like saying it as a prompt but you figured out that like once they were like once the uh what's it like once they were down to zero that's when you just start bashing on them and then it takes down the health of like the main one you found that out pretty early right oh yeah 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 because i was kind of intuitive almost so i thought i thought that like uh i think it was the first time one of them like i was like what's he still doing there and then i just kept because i thought oh well he's close to death so i just mashed on him and i'm like oh that's how you do it so i thought that was cool um it was subtle this for Muhammad though can get effed yeah i hate that guy. that guy was so annoying like, i only died to him once but it was the fact that, i don't know if you died to him no. at all um i died to him once and you have to start that whole thing uh-huh. over again like you go back to the very beginning like outside the portal mm-hmm. and so i respect with like materia and i chose different weapons i gave i, I was trying to like for some stupid reason i was still like trying to get like experience and level materia but i then just switched to cloud's heavy hitter i i never i never um did any grinding no no yeah that's one thing that uh that i thought was cool about it was like i didn't feel like i had to i had to grind what's up what level did you finish at i'll have to double check i think it was like 36 yeah it's 38 okay um tonberry was like the the hardest fight like that was where i think that was where i almost died i don't remember if i died at all playing but that was that was the most and it was perfect because that's how it's supposed to be um 
that fight was was rough and i'm glad i i don't know about you but i had insane amounts of items towards the end so i i loaded up on um i didn't purposely load it up i purposely bought everything at a discount so i had like 42 phoenix downs at that point and i just spammed mm. them yeah uh, i had i mean i just had i had life material and prey oh, that works too. And so i had two prey materials so i had a fully powered prey on Aerith, and then barrett had another prey uh and so th those were the easy full heals yeah um no i honestly i used some phoenix downs during some fights because i only bought one life materia okay. and so if i if if my life user uh died then it would you know yeah. phoenix downs happening and i <laughs> I, I almost wiped the Tonberry fight. I had not counting the Leviathan because I'm not counting that because yeah. it's an optional it's fight. VR. Um, I I had a Whisper Bahamut game over, and then I had another one randomly. Like it was against those. Um, there's 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 a side quest where you like fight these things that go from like uh, resistant to to physical. And then whenever you hit them with physical, then they change yeah. to resistant to magic. Yeah. And that switch back and forth, I just wasn't paying attention, and they just killed me. Yeah. Um, so it was like a it was like a stupid game over. One thing I will say about it for people who, it's one thing that I, I told Whitney. I'm still trying to get her. To, I still think she should play it. I think she'll like it. She was. Um, she said she was stressed out about like the character switching, uh, and about remembering spells and stuff, but. There were a lot of times, obviously there are specific bosses and specific fights where I used specific um, materia. A lot of times it's it's just very uh, apparent. Like I'm like, oh, I'm sp it's it's mechanical. I used I used lightning, right? It's classic stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. there were a lot of times where I just went through the whole game just mashing the, the sword or switching to Tifa and, and beating people up, and it was fine. Um, but good. Your system? I, I used I used a lot of skills. I didn't use a lot of materia yeah. spells, but I did use like a ton of skills, like because that was just so much. Fun. Like Tifa's so much fun. Yeah, Tifa's the easily the funnest character in this game, and just the the combos that you can do with her. Barrett actually turned like I didn't like Barrett at the beginning of the mm -hmm. game, um, but he turns into a lot of fun as you get more of his his weapon. Mm -hmm. Uh, specials. Um, he was a lot of fun. So I used a ton of the skills. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't use I didn't use magic for much of anything yeah. um, other than other than cure and some life. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there were uh, I had two elemental materials, and so I put those on on Cloud and Barrett and paired those with like lightning and okay. fire. And that was what I was really using like the magic for. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Barrett, by the way, like that's one thing. Like when when it first started, and I, I think you and I were talking about that, like uh, about the voice actor or something. I can't remember. Like we were we were talking about like the yeah. um, like he's so overt and he's like, and I'm I'm like you know it's so much like the original, but I feel like it it was even more so. Um, at first, I was worried because now you're hearing it voiced as opposed to text, and part of me was yeah. like you know being respectful but i was like it almost felt like he was tr he was being like like a stereotypical like angry black man and then you realize like he's just passionate and he loves his daughter like more than anything so it's like you have this multi-layered character that is not um 
he's not just an angry guy who wants to punch people. It's like he, he has trouble expressing himself, but when it comes to his daughter, it's like, that's like his entire world. And I'm like, I love this character even more. Like that's part of Barrett anyways, but I felt like I really, I felt like they did really well with the care of that character to, to show that multifacet, uh, where he's like struggling, where he has to leave Marlene and like, you know, telling her like that, you know, he's got to, you know, go back and he might not come work. back yeah daddy's gonna go to work and then at the very end where i'm totally so like rock vibe from that what's that i totally had like a rock vibe from that from yeah. fast and the furious where he rocks in the hospital <laughs> and he's like daddy's gotta go to work yep. yep that's that's how i felt about it too and then at the very end where he's saying goodbye to marlene you know he can't see her but he's like he knows he's leaving midgar he's hoping that she's going to you know going to be safe with uh with Aerith's mom um like that was like a touching moment where he's like, I need to do this for her, for her future. Cause if I don't do this, then, you know, it's like he, he, he feels like that's part of his, his job and his duty to, to bring her into a, to, to set the world up for her so that she can have a better life than he did. And the planet can actually be there for her. So I thought that was, yeah, it was emotional. I loved it. Absolutely. I wonder about Marlene yeah. a little bit. Like there's something because of that moment that she shares with with Aerith. Yeah. Like I know that, that was mainly Aerith, but it's just weird that she has a moment with Aerith like that. And it makes me it just makes me wonder if there's anything like special about Marley. And it probably is probably just like a little thing and it's just like sh- showing how Aerith can chill people out. But yeah. It still gave me a brief like moment of like so some of them Marlene. <laughs> well, she she also chills Red Thirteen out uh, and like gives him like she info dumps Red Thirteen, like he, she gives him a bunch of like knowledge when she touches him. Um, but then Marlene has the moment afterwards. Marlene has a moment uh, at the end uh, in in like response, like she knows something's happened. She knows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something could be going on with her and it's a question of it. Is it because, um, is it because Aerith touched her or is it, is she part, uh, ancient because, um, we wanted to go into this really briefly, but they didn't talk. They, they talk about the ancients like very briefly, but they don't say hardly anything about Genova in this game. Um, yeah. Sephiroth's like, it's my mother, blah, blah, blah. It's like Hojo's experiment. Uh, Genova uh, is an alien that crashed into the planet. It was a couple thousand years prior, I think, um, and infected. Like it was a virus or something that infected and killed uh, so many of the ancients, the Cetra, uh, and the Cetra had to seal um, Genova up in in the crater, sealed Genova in the crater that it came from to protect what's left of them. So, Aerith could be the last like pure blood ancient or close to, but that doesn't mean that the lineage is completely gone. It may be diluted where there are other people out there who have a connection to the ancients. Um, that's how I feel about it. So maybe that's what, that's what Marlene is. And maybe we'll see other people who have this, this connection. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. Cause I mean, it could be like some exposure type thing. Oh, who knows? Too, yeah. Like, you know something in the water who knows what it is of what they're gonna do with it that's where like people could wonder like how much they're going to change with that yeah i don't feel like they i don't feel like they are um i I did feel like that there was like some cool 
Genova stuff yeah. going on. That Genova fight was sweet. It was wonderful. Um, that it. fight was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I. I was be like I, I've yeah you know, I, I figured out that uh, Tifa is like second or third charge up um, could one hit those little uh, the the tend uh, the tentacles mm -hmm. but and once I figured that I was just like going around oh that was, that was a good fight yeah um, boss fights so good um, boss fights the the only other thing that would where this time thing is really interesting. I I do like uh, he's obviously still toying with him because you know that if he accepts, like Sephiroth would like turn on him at some point. But I do like the whole like Darth Vader to Cloud <laughs> moment. Yeah, like where it's like join me mm -hmm. and we can rule, baby. Uh, you know, and I like that. There's I liked the pause. Yeah like there was there was this pause of cloud uh it wasn't very long or anything but it was enough to you know where clouds you know you can tell he thought about it yeah. for at least a second before he like lifts his sword back up but i liked this like whole you know edge of the world wherever they were i guess they were in space it's hard yeah. to really say edge like what they were looking down at yeah and i like that there's that moment of you know hey you know you want to Want to change some history, dude? Yeah. And it's—I it's, um, think it's human. It was almost a human element of like him, set, like feeling like, oh, it'd be like I could have all this power and it'd be easy, and it's just easy. Like, yeah. And that's that's it's sometimes it's easy to fall into that trap, but he knew it was wrong. So. And I think that that also is telling of 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 you know where you're probably right, where it's like they they may not change much about the end of the game because. If Sephiroth's willing to do this, yeah. that means that Sephiroth isn't 100% sure that he's going to win this time either. So Sephiroth's trying to like yeah. just go easy way out of this and like wrap it up, uh, and, you know, wrap this with a bow. I'm going to take over. Mm -hmm. But like you can see that you can see that there's intelligence there with Sephiroth where he's not like as confident and as cocky as he is because he is. Um, he's not. 100% confident. He still he still acknowledges that, like you know, I've lost this MF or twice, man. Like, and the second time I really shouldn't have because I was super freaking powerful. I really shouldn't have lost to him twice. Uh, and, you know, assuming this is like Advent Children Sephiroth, but like I've lost this guy two times, mm -hmm. you know, and I shouldn't have. I'm a I'm a god. Yeah. Uh, I am I am the the ruler of this planet, and so. I thought that that was just a, a cool moment um, at the at the end there of the temptation, the pause, and the fact that Sephiroth just like doesn't necessarily think it's over. Yeah, I have some other things I want to say, but I feel like we could. I feel like they're better kept for another episode where we talk about what we think we're going to see in the next section, like as a some theory, but some like quasi predictions of like where we think this is headed what we'd like to yeah. see and that kind of stuff so i think that'd probably be better left for for another show because i had a couple other things i want to say and i'm like no i'd, I'd t talk for another half hour if i start so <laughs> anything yeah that... i think that's fair yeah um i think that if you're mad mm -hmm. about the way that this game went as like if you're a person who played the original i get it mm -hmm. uh I, I get it but 
like you have to respect what they managed to do with this game you have to respect the respect mm -hmm. like they're, they're not just they're not just toying it they're not just doing this all willy-nilly there there is such a background here of acknowledging so many lore points yeah. and giving such a great expansion on the on the characters who didn't have any mm -hmm. lore yeah that there's a vision how long is it going to take for us to get this vision who knows I, but there's yeah. a vision there <laughs> i really hope i really hope we get the next one like late next year is my hopes um i think they have a lot of assets already done it's just a question of can they can they do it in time without crunching too much i will leave on your as you're talking about i'll leave us um uh, with this thought people who are upset about this thanos thanos in endgame and infinity war and all the others is so different than the comic books and they made him somehow deeper you understood him and i don't know a lot of people who got mad about the portrayal of thanos I feel like this is that. It's a remake. It's a different version of. It's definitely a different timeline than the original. So the original is there. It exists. It's amazing. Get it on your Switch. Uh, and I feel like this is another way to, to experience and get deeper into the lore. So I loved it. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Let us know in the comments what you thought about uh, about Final Fantasy VII, and uh, save the discussion about what you think is going to happen for our next Final Fantasy VII video, where we talk about uh, our theories. Or uh, you know what? Actually, comment on this if if you have something really cool that you want to say, and we'll talk about it in the next video. Until next time, see you later. Okay, bye.